the first thing that I'd say is, yes, everyone has their own culture. So <laughs> that we're all mindful that we're different. This is the first episode of the International Uni Life series. And our guest for all these four episodes is Hayley Jones. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hi, it's your host, Christine, and we are back with another episode of the Startup Student Podcast today with another dear friend of mine and very professional person who is supporting startups throughout her career so far, um, but I talk about this bit a little bit more. We're here with Hayley Jones, and she will give us a lot of tips, and we're having lovely conversations around uh, cultural awareness today. And um, Hayley has worked with me at the University of Essex in England for a while and uh, supporting the startup students there, developing programs. And it was lovely, lovely, lovely to work with her. And I can only recommend her for everything. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, she has uh, changed to another university supporting students there, a lot of international students as well. This is why we decided on having this series on international student university life. But I'm gonna hand over to Haley now so that you can introduce yourself. Welcome Haley. Thank you, Christine, and thank you for the introduction. And I'd like to say it was a pleasure working with you too. Um, hi, everybody. As Christine kindly introduced me, my name's Hayley, and I currently work as a student enterprise advisor at Loughborough University. And I'm based in London, which is great. So I'm in the international startup capital, which is very exciting and lots of opportunities available there. Um, let me tell you a bit about myself and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the university can offer you if you're starting a business. So um, I've been working with startups for a few years in various roles. I started out in a graduate accelerator program where I supported startups on a two year program to develop their businesses. Then I had the absolute pleasure of working at the University of Essex with Christine, um, supporting in a similar role, but with students earlier on in their careers. So more um, at an undergraduate level. And then I moved across to the University of Loughborough in our London campus to support undergraduates there. Um, what we have is a package offering called the Loughborough Enterprise Network. Lots of universities have enterprise support. And when they say enterprise at universities, it normally is supporting startups, supporting new ventures, supporting you to become self-employed, freelance, or even run a family business. So if the word enterprise doesn't apply to you and it, the translation of enterprise in another country isn't quite right, just think startups, think Elon Musk, think all of the big names of entrepreneurs that you know of. So the Loughborough Enterprise Network is a full package of support. We have uh, knowledge-based workshops where we talk to you about how to generate ideas all the way through to raising investment and finance. We have one-to-one -one business advice and guidance from our team. We even have an entrepreneur in residence, Dr. Sal Malik, who is awesome, and he's run lots of businesses in the past. So you can even get advice from people who have been there, done it, and really, really, really good advice. Um, we also run practical events such as hackathons and something called the London Venture Crawl, where we take you outside of the university 
outside of the classroom. We put you on a, a London red bus, very iconic for culture in London, and we take you around co-working spaces to meet investors. And we do this with, I think it was 18 other London-based universities in 2020 and a couple of internationals so we even had friends in chicago running a venture call on the same day so it's a real opportunity for you to meet other students from uh, universities from other cultures and to really learn about what startups means in london um, to top all of that off of course we have access to funding so we have something called the startup fund which is your chance to apply to up to £5,000 investment for your business. This is grant funding, so you don't have to pay it back, but of course you have to use it wisely on your business and we even support you through that process and guide you on where to spend the, spend the finance to utilise that and grow your business. Um, the reason I'm telling you about the Loughborough Enterprise Network's offer at Loughborough University is because most universities in the UK and some abroad all have an enterprise offering and they normally have people like me who are here to support you. So this episode of the podcast, I wanted to come on and tell you everything I know about making the most of your time at university from an international background or a home background to start your own business amazing and yeah this is the whole point that i also just wanted to say but you said it already perfect because um this is to really show you guys when you're listening and if you're a student that there is support out there at pretty much every university i had to deal with not just in the uk but also even in armenia georgia slovenian uh, slovenia in germany and everywhere else uh, even in italy as well there is always someone, and usually they're called enterprise officer or enterprise something. Sometimes they call um, it startup support, but the person dealing with it um, sometimes sits in the career center, sometimes in business school. I don't know where you are based, Hayley. Um, we used to be sat in our enterprise team, but mm -hmm. due to uh, changes and understanding for students, we now sit within the career service. I think the reason for that change is we universities now see starting a business as a future for you it's not just a hobby anymore there's so much more support and so much stuff available that you can actually go to university with the plan of getting the support to run your business afterwards obviously yes you're here to study and build knowledge but that in my eyes just makes you a better entrepreneur don't you think christy i completely agree and especially now in these times where uh, we're recording this at the times of coronavirus. <laughs> Sometimes um, it's more secure to start your own business, could be, than having a full-time job, which we don't say you have to start your own business, but probably if you're listening to this podcast, you have an interest in that um, because no job is as, uh, is as secure as it used to be. And the same with starting your own business. Obviously, nothing is secure these days, um, but something you have to do. And if you can do something that you're really passionate about, even better. And it's amazing that uh, you guys offer so much to support the students and also in a fun way. I think this is most of the time you will find that it's not just um, boring workshops to go to and listen to, um, but it's usually more dynamic and a bit more fun and entrepreneurial <laughs> that's reflected in the activities. I mean, you said you take students on a red bus in London. How amazing is that? And there's so many other things. And I know also about a lot of the offers that the other universities are doing and uh, there's always something out there. So make sure you will 
check out what's available at your university. And if you're at the University of Loughborough, make sure you contact Hayley. Absolutely. We welcome anyone coming to chat to me. And I just wanted to echo exactly what Christy said. It isn't a lecture. You're not coming to us to hear about the nitty gritty of uh, business. You get that in your one to one sessions. If you're coming to our events, our hackathons, it's about building the skills of an entrepreneur. So one of the things that we really give students the chance to do is practice the life skills of running a business. So pitching, talking to networks, building a network, and really just being a good person. <laughs> it yeah. sounds weird to say, I know, but stick with me, being a good person. So learning like how to interact with people and obviously coming to a new country and starting in this crazy journey, especially in London, it can be really overwhelming. Yes. Um, so myself and my team in the future space which is where we're based on our campus we really encourage community so we have like a, a brand new office where it's open there's bean bags there's imagine like not ripping off google here obviously but like a <laughs> google campus it's got coffee machines and the reason we do that is because it takes you out of the degree mode like you need yes. those quiet spaces like the library to work on but when you come into the future space you're in this relaxing environment where the best ideas are exchanged over a cup of coffee a cup of tea or whatever you're drinking these days um just because it's informal like me and christine used to sit in our office and just have a chat and that's where our crazy ideas came from like uh, all the hackathons that we run hey christine yes yes that's correct and um i also want would like to say i mean obviously you have an interest in starting your own business if you're listening to this podcast but all these skills that you learn at these events you can transfer into any job, even if you don't start your end, uh, in the end your own business, but you want to uh, go work in a company or usually you want to work in a company first to build up some experience before you start your business maybe. All these skills are super important. I mean, pitching skills is basically presentation skills and communication skills that you can use in anything, even in your student life also when you have to present. And... Um, it's just one thing I wanted to say. So entrepreneurial skills does not necessarily mean you have to start your own business. They help you in everything in life, really. So I just would like to encourage also students to uh, participate in these things if they're not sure yet if they want to start their own business because they're fun and you learn a lot. Absolutely. And I think obviously I have a bit more knowledge of careers now working in the career service, but big companies are looking for people who are more innovative. So people that understand of the entrepreneurial journey and have a understanding of all the different skills that a business is. If you think about startup, a business like Virgin used to be a startup. So it has all of the same sections in the startup, but just a little bit bigger with more people. So if you understand how a business works, you're going to be more valuable to a, an employer, a company, because you'll be able to prove that you can support each of the service offerings of the business. They call them intrapreneurs. So people who are entrepreneurs, but working within a company. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to throw this term in, so perfect that you mentioned it. Thank you. Um, this episode, we wanted to dedicate a bit more about cultural awareness because, Hayley, you're working with a lot of international students. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. Our campus has a diverse background and mostly 80% of our cohort in London. It's a master's campus, so we're quite small. There's about 1,000 to 2,000 students, but 80% of those normally come from an international background. And for me, that's brilliant. Yes, and I remember also at the University of Essex, actually, the students that were interested in the enterprise activities were a lot of international students. But being in a different country, studying in a different country, and even starting your, uh, your business in another country comes with all kind of different challenges. And we just want to make sure that you're aware of cultural differences and um, I remember when I came to the UK and I mentioned that already in the episode that I had with Mandy that Hayley knows by the way as well because we all used to work together <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, when I came to to the UK the working environment so that was before I started my own business but the working environment was completely different to the one in Germany then I moved to Sweden and worked there um, at not in, in a company, but obviously for the European Startup Festival and my Creative Startup Academy. Um, but I could see, again, a lot of differences there. And uh, now I live in Italy and it's completely different anyway to, <laughs> to anything else. But um, everything is lovely and has their advantages and disadvantages. But you have to be aware of that. And sometimes you can get really a cultural shock even if they go into a different country. We hear this when people travel and you really come, let's say, from Germany and you travel to um, Southeast Asia. It can be a shock with the weather, with the culture, with um, everything that's going on, the way they, what they eat, how they eat, uh, if you go to markets and so on. And it can be leading to cultural shock. And if you're coming to... A different country to study I think um, this can be also quite overwhelming and if you then even go into a different country that has a different language to the one that you where you're coming from it's even uh, more uh, difficult maybe to adjust depending on the language skills that you have um, and this is also when you start your own business you need to be aware of these cultural differences depending on where your clients will be and depending on um, where you want to start your business in your home country or in another country, in the country that you're studying, whilst you're studying, after your studies. And um, one thing I want to put in upfront before we go a bit deeper into other things, but be aware that not every business idea that works in your home country will work in other countries. Christine, I think that is a real key lesson to learn. Obviously, the, the coming across to another country, I haven't quite done, but I have sat on the other side of that fence and watched a few students, shall I say, come across to the UK to study. And it's not always the same experience for each other. One of the key things that I could give you as a bit of advice is to try and take, take advantage of that. It is good to be pushed out of your comfort zone. We'll learn something. You definitely will learn something. So if you have opportunities to get up in front of your classmates and speak out loud in the native UK tongue or wherever you're studying, do it. Everyone is in the same boat. So you're not going to be like laughed at or even if you are, you're the one who's developing. So definitely take advantage of all the scary opportunities that come your way when you're studying in a, in a different country and starting a business in a different country, of course. I think one of the key points I wanted to really pick up on, I feel that 
a lot of people get very excited about their business idea if it's working in another country. They have the experience of that and then they try and pick it up and move it somewhere else. And it, I even see it in the UK where it works in London or it works up north, but you try and bring it to London and there's so much more competition that you didn't think about. And unfortunately, it doesn't quite work. So researching into your local area, the surrounding areas and finding what the market is like there will really set you in a good stead for starting a business. Um, I think one of the things that you can do to support moving your business is obviously going there speaking to the local community finding your customers who are actually there and speaking to them obviously there's a there's a lot of um support out there to help you with doing focus groups and interviews so for example the mum test by rob fitzpatrick is a really good book if you wanted to learn a bit more about how to approach people on the streets or how to do interviews and the lessons learned from that is everyone is probably going to be nice to you if you know them <laughs> they do not want to hurt your feelings so if you're <laughs> yes. going to talk to people about a business idea probably best to not speak to your mom or your best friend because although they love you they think they're doing the right thing for you but they might say your business is brilliant <laughs> you go away and you start speaking to your actual customers and they're like uh why what, what's the need for the business so the number one reason startups fail is that people put on people create products and services that nobody needs so really really if you're starting from scratch now make sure you understand your market and who your customer is yes and it's even more important maybe to then include if you want to start uh, something in another country to include in your research some cultural research and talk to people um, again if you If you're looking for global data, it might tell you there's a market for things, but you always have to start on where you want to start your business and look into that as well. No, absolutely. I was just going to say that. So you beat me to it. So yeah, being aware of the, the local culture could set you in a good stead for starting a business. I think it's difficult to do and making sure that you're open and honest and building a network of people that can support you, maybe if you are starting a business and you're applying for a pitching competition and you're submitting an application and English isn't your first language or whatever language you're writing your application in isn't your first language, draw on your networks to get that reviewed. Take it from me. I, I read a lot of business plans throughout my role. And one of the things that sometimes upsets reviewers is the due diligence. Make sure that the spelling is correct. Obviously, we're going to have a bit of leeway for you if it's not your international language, it's not your number one language. But we would expect a business or an aspiring business owner to speak to their networks and get support on an application so they know that it makes sense. I think it, you get excited, you, you want to apply, you want to make this business work and you can't do it alone. So don't be scared to talk to others. If you're working in a team, so let's say you're looking for a, a co-founder in this country, which might be a good idea to have someone who's actually from that country that where you want to start your own business. Um, so a team member, co-founder, what advisor, whatever you want to call this person. Also there you need to be aware and this is a good test actually for you to work with other people. But you probably work with 
people from across the globe throughout your studies, not on your business, but on all kinds of different projects. But make sure you are aware of things. And we mentioned in Mandy's episodes, if you, if you listened to those ones, um, that you can that everyone can bring something to the table and everyone has different skill sets and you just need to show patience and understanding as well and um, also maybe set the expectations right at the beginning. Mm, absolutely. I think one of the, the things that I see in my experience of building a team is people tend to gravitate to those that they like so they might not be the best person for the business but they might be their best friend for example and sometimes what happens is you might pick someone that you like but they have exactly the same skill set as you so they're not bringing anything additional to a, a startup so it's really having those cultural differences gives you a wider opportunity to spread out and have new ideas your backgrounds like christine said make you the person so you might have experience marketing in your past you might have had big experience on how to uh, design copy for a website you don't want to then pick a co-founder that's experienced in copy for a website because you you want to find skills that complement what you have so the first thing that you should do if you're looking to build your team is do an audit on yourself what are your key skills and what do you enjoy? If you don't enjoy a task, maybe find someone that does and that will solve a lot of your problems in your business. The first thing that I'd say is, yes, everyone has their own culture. So <laughs> that we're all mindful that we're different. Starting a business can be scary, but I'd encourage you to take that leap. Even if it's just for a trial to learn those skills, like Christine said, entrepreneurial skills are going to make you a well-rounded individual and it's going to make you employable it's going to make you a good founder so really take that leap and obviously people like me exist to support you so find us we love talking to you come speak to us we wrap up this episode with that i think we covered a lot of things we covered first of all what your university is offering and what other universities might be offering so make sure again to check within your university what they have to offer to support you in your startup journey because it can be a lonely journey but the university is already a network that you can tap into um, and we talked about cultural shocks and differences working in different teams and um, being just aware of all these things. In episode two, we're going to talk a bit more about the little steps and things uh, that you need to know when starting a business in another country. Hayley, thank you so much for being my guest today and I'm looking forward to the next episode with you. Thanks, Christine. Looking forward to it already. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.